Welcome to Drinking Wine and Killing Time. I am your host, Shay, version (laughs) (laughs) 2.0. Yes, I am back, bitches. Back again. (laughs) So I um, just briefly, I want to just talk about my little uh, hiatus that I took away from the podcast. I was kind of trying to figure out what direction I wanted to go with the podcast. Uh, So I decided to take some time. I cleared the episodes that I have uploaded just because I wasn't too thrilled about, I I don't know, it just really wasn't my style. And doing a solo podcast is very, very hard for those that do not know Um, When you have a co-host, it's easy. You just feed off of the person's energy and you kind of just go from there. But when you do a solo podcast, you kind of have to find what speaks, you know, what makes you different and what makes you stand out from everyone else. So I just took a little break and then, you know what? I said, I'm just going to be me and just go back in it because podcasting is just what I love to do. So it is very different. Um, This is going to be episode one. And so it is going to be very much different. I do have the person laughing in the background is um, Janae. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) And Janae, for those who do not know this, she is my cousin. And I decided to have her on this episode because this episode is going to be a little bit different. It is a true crimey episode, but um, you'll see how we spin that into it. So this episode that we're discussing is online dating and the horror stories of (laughs) online dating. God. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And um, Janae has very, like, she and I, we have interesting conversations and online dating is just the craziest. And what actually sparked this episode was because, um, I don't know if I told you that I saw this episode on Hulu. No, you didn't. And it's called, um, it's on, I think it's on, it comes on A&E, it's uh, Dating App Horror. Horror is the untold story. So I think it's it's on Hulu. It's only like one episode on there. Yeah. It's season one, episode one. But that episode just made me think like, this shit happens, like real life. Like real life shit. Right. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> but anyway, before we get into the story and what we're going to talk about, um, this is drinking wine and killing time. So we're not going to change that. What are you drinking, Janae? Well, first of all, I don't know about you, but I am not a wine person. That's okay. That's okay. So my hood rat self is drinking some Henny straight <laughs> with two ice cubes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cause a bitch like me, like my Henny. <laughs> She's ghetto. She's she's the ghetto family member. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was really thinking about your first episode you did. Mm-hmm. You was talking about something in Texas. He was like, oh my gosh, my cousin in Texas, Janae. Right. And so right. now this episode. <laughs> yes, I did the haunting in El Paso. I took that episode off. But I, I'm telling you, I couldn't figure out. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just gauge my episodes around. And I thought of you. So how fitting is that you're on the very 
first episode, episode of the new season. Right. 2.0. Right. Wow. Oh my gosh. I am. Y'all love me. I am so blessed. <laughs> like I am blessed and really favored. I love this. Oh, okay. All right. Her head is kind of big, guys. Um, I am drinking. Oh, why are you drinking? Is there a reason why you're drinking? Um, it just gets me loose. Just gets you loose, <laughs> loose like a goose. <laughs> <laughs> so I am drinking. I'm on this vegan journey. Oh goodness. Go ahead. Right. So the wine that I have for tonight, it's um, what is this one? This one is oh, actually, it's a layer cake, and this one's the Chardonnay. Oh, right, right. I'm not really like this one's like a white wine, so I'm not really a white wine drinker. Yeah. But this is the only one that the liquor store had in you know at That's the time. Cool. You fancy and very very limited options when you're trying to get vegan wine at your local. I can only imagine. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that's too much to do. Just get that honey from the corner store. Keep it popping. Keep it pushing. It all gets you drunk. Like <laughs> they got they got honey everywhere. <laughs> that's what they need to do. Is get you make you some vegan substitute Hennessy and you'll be straight. Oh my gosh, you'll be straight. Wait, is is Hennessy not vegan? No, because Hennessy has like a lot of sugar in it. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, see, I mean, look at me. I'm like a fucked up vegan. I'm like, <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. You're learning. It's all right. You get in there. It's okay. <laughs> but I'm drinking actually because my baby sister, your cousin, yes. is in labor at the moment while we're recording a <laughs> podcast for fucked up family members. <laughs> you know, <laughs> thank you, COVID. <laughs> She said, thank you, COVID. We learned from the best. Right, right, right. <laughs> Always there when you need it. Right, right. So, I mean, that's cool. We wish her we wish her well. Hopefully, when this podcast airs, you know, baby will be here. Safe delivery. But let's just jump into the episode. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about this. Right, right. So, okay. what I'm going to do is um, how I switched up the episodes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about a case, like a true crime case, and then I'll just talk about either like a listener's tale like their story to finish it up or whoever is like gonna be on the podcast with me because this is not a solo podcast um i mean it is a solo podcast but i will have guests come on from time to time and mm -hmm. then like if you have you know and i'll put the person on depending on your experience towards the podcast <laughs> how you relate to it and then you can give us a little bit of your story all right so you're gonna bless us with your horror dating stories at the end of this all right <laughs> i got two good ones you <laughs> I got two good ones. So online dating, we know the risk that comes with it. I mean, what's your fear when you hear online dating? So what is your fears or what do you think of when you when you're online, when you're putting yourself out there on like these online dating apps? Um, one of my fears, to be honest, will have to be somebody crazy. First of all, New York City is filled with crazy people here and there and them catfishing like they ain't crazy until three times you know three months into it they show their real the real person so that'll be one of my fears uh second one would be um somebody not knowing where i'm at so um you know just being taken away being you know that that would be my fear of just being taken of a guy acting on posing as somebody else. Mm -hmm. So online dating, I feel like it's so many risks putting yourself out there. 
and actually like really talking to someone. Right. So that'll be, is I don't know. I've done it so many times where a lot of my friends were like, just telling me like, heads up, you know, you need to be careful. You need to really check on this person. You need to do your work and homework on that person. Right. And I am a creep. So I will creep on social media. I will creep on, on Google. Mm-hmm. I will ask around to figure out if you really legit. Okay. So yeah, because online dating is real, real. Like you're really putting yourself really out there. Right. Yeah. I um I was talking to somebody not so long ago about because they knew I was gonna do this episode. Yeah. And they, you know, I think, oh, there was a time where you had shared your location with me on your Lyft ride. Yeah. Or your Uber my ride. Uber. Your Uber, yeah. So, you know, and I was with, next to the person and they said, oh my gosh, wait, girls do that? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Um, Especially, I was like, she's meeting with somebody. She doesn't know who this person is. Yes. And um, as a safety precaution, she's sharing her Uber ride with me so that I can track her see her location you know where she's heading mm-hmm. see if she's made it to her destination safe because not only is it your your person that you're meeting with you're thinking like your your uber driver too right. how many cases or stories have you heard with like incidents happening in an uber in an uber right so i was like I, you know this is just what females have to go through when yeah. they're online dating for the you know or meeting someone for the first time right so um and i it's it's funny because then then we that conversation snowballed into you know, we, we send each other the person's pictures so that we know if something yeah. happens, this person doesn't come back. I was just this about is to who say you that need, too. Yeah, this is who you need to look <laughs> for. Because these dudes are, I mean, people are insane. Right. You know, it's very scary. And you live, we live in a time where everything now you meet, you know, you don't meet someone organically anymore. It's very rare yeah. that you bump into someone in a coffee shop. Now you're looking for love. Everything is social media and online. So... And you don't know yeah. who's behind the other, you know, on the other side of that phone or the computer or laptop. Yeah. So it's it's tough. But yeah, it, it's a lot. I mean, women go through a lot preparing for online dates. I don't yeah. know how men are. Men out there, if you're listening, if you've gone through any crazy online stories, please send them in because I would love to read them. Right. But not like not only, you know, straight men, my best friend, shout out to my best friend friend <laughs> christian <laughs> even though he'll never get played because they never want to put him on a podcast but that's the side of the point <laughs> but, he never, no, he never wants to come on the podcast like, yes that's, <laughs> yes but not like seriously my best friend uh me and him have like a group chat where even with him him meeting these different guys because i know like in the in the um, LGBTQ community, there's even people out there that he needs to be safe with too. Right. So with them, it's kind of different because as soon as they meet each other, they like click. Mm. And I always tell them all the time, like, even if you aren't like a female to say, you still have to protect yourself the way a female protects herself. Right. Because these guys, they may say they're one way mm-hmm. or they may say they're gay or whatever and then be down low or they have their homeboys or they, something may happen. Right. So I've heard like so many stories when it comes to that side. And I always tell them like, just, you know, you tell me to be careful and you tell me to screenshot everywhere I'm going and who I'm talking to and what the guy looks like and the Uber I'm getting in. You have to tell me where you're going, who's mm. the guy, where you meeting at, like just in case. Right, right. 
it, I didn't even think of that. You're, that was actually a good point that you brought. You mentioned that. Yeah, because in that community, it happens all the time. Mm. Like you may think you're meeting the nicest guy ever, and you, you know, the guy setting you up, and look at you, you in the hospital. So you know, stuff like that does happen to their community all the time. So I tell them all the time, like, hey, let me know. Right. You know, even if you don't want to tell me the date or who the guy is. Where are you going? Mm-hmm. So just in case, send me your Uber. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, I like that, Janae. Oh you, my Online dating goes for like both genders. Like right. it's not just females out there that are online dating. It's not just straight men out there online dating. There's also a big variety of a community that's online dating as well that may not have the courage to, you know, just go out there and talk to people. Just like how my best friend doesn't have the courage all the time to go and talk to people. He goes on different apps and he talks right. to people. So I'm like, you just be careful. Mm, look at you. I mean, you're not so ghetto after all. I mean, that was, that was a reason I rushed you on here. Sis, I got two degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just here podcasting. <laughs> so let's just jump into the keys. Um, we know that A lot of, a lot, there actually has been um, a study where it shows that a lot of people that have online dating have been a victim of being sexually assaulted, stalked, um, just because online dating platforms do not uh, um, require users to use their real name, um, phone numbers, or enter credit card um, information. The only thing that is required when you sign up for an online dating app is just a valid email address. There are a few safety tips that um, platforms do recommend that their users do re- uh, read through. But um, a lot of times, and there's also, they don't do background checks. They don't do criminal checks. Um, they don't verify their users. And there's no screening process when you're, when you're doing online dating. So basically, you're on your own. You know, and you have to, like you said, when you go online dating, you have to do your own research to make sure that this person that you're actually meeting is the person that they say they are. Yeah. Um, and how many times have you seen that someone can have a conversation conversation with someone and then they meet up with them and that person's not even the person that they've been socializing with? True, true. So um this case actually happens in Las Vegas. So I told you this came from a Hulu episode that I saw. Um it happened in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, the victim was Mary Kay Beckman, and she met the guy on Match.com. Mm. So that's a familiar one that we already that we already know. Yeah, right. So she um, was a real estate agent. She's actually she's still alive. So I, I'm going to refer to her. You know, she she is still alive. Um, she was a real estate agent. Um, her partner died, leaving her lonely, and as all of our friends do, recommended online dating for her. She went on, uh, she received a notification that she had a match. Um, she spoke with this gentleman named Wade Wright, uh, Ridley. They had several conversations back and forth. They met a few times after you know speaking. According to her, she says that he was a nice looking gentleman, nothing wrong with him. Like he was fine. They had great conversation. They went on a couple of dates. But for her, what actually sparked her to lose interest on him and, you know, just basically she was turned off that she felt that his behavior was very overbearing. Mm -hmm. She said that he became very jealous. So she decided that after 10 days of talking and meeting, she was like, 
she just decided that it would just be best if they just stopped talking. Mm -hmm. So he was still reaching out to her. And for her, she just stopped responding to him all in total. Three months after that, he, she was attacked outside of her home. Her neighbor was the one who called the cops because she um, heard the altercation outside and called 911. And the, she was laying on the ground and the first responders took her to the hospital. When they later determined she was stabbed with a butcher's knife 10 times mm-hmm. and until the, until the knife broke. Then he started, uh, the gentleman started proceeding to stomp on her head. And at the time, they had no suspects on the case. The gentleman that she went on the date was the last person that they would think of just because you don't think that someone you had a 10-day conversation, you don't, it would do something like that to you. So shortly after, there was, um, police received a tip from Phoenix, Arizona, that there was a similar situation with basically the the motive was, you know, the stabbing. When you have situations like that, it's that's personal. When you stab someone, yeah, it is personal. Like I I listen to so much true crime and let me tell you something, shooting someone like or just like spurts, you know, killings. Like yeah. it depends. Like the way the person kills is like that's personal. So stabbing is up close on you. Mm-hmm. It's hatred. It's it's like, it's a lot to it. There's yeah. a lot that stems out. So when someone does something like that, you know, they kind of like put the pieces together. Like, okay, like this is their similar, you know, similarities mm-hmm. into this. So they knew that the person that they were looking for had to have done this. Um, and so they traced him. Um, now at this point from Phoenix, Arizona, he made his way to Las Vegas. So they said we have a similar situation with a victim named Ann um, Simonson. She was stabbed with a machete and she met a gentleman on Match.com as well. So, but with her, he didn't attack her right away as well. He waited three years after attacking her. Mm-hmm. They met on Match, had a, ver- a, um, a relationship. Uh, she decided that she wanted to end things with him. And three years after is when he decided that he wanted to attack her. And he actually, he killed her. So this case, I'm not going to delve deep into it just because there's a lot that, that goes into this. And I, I definitely want to do this case justice. Yeah. Um, there's just so much that goes on like policies with online dating. So I want to cover that on another episode. So I don't want anybody that's listening to this to think that um, I'm dismissing this because she, she deserves like an, a whole episode on her own. So that's something that I don't mm-hmm. want to really get into that too much now into this case. But the police, like I said, did track him down. Um, they brought him into custody for questioning. Um, and he did confess to them to murdering. And he also stated that he went into a rage. He said that he grabbed the machete. Um, and once that wasn't doing him any justice, remember I said stabbing is personal. Like right. they feel like revenge, like they want to, they want you to feel what they're feeling. He said that he went back and got the butcher block and he proceeded to continue stabbing her. He also stated that he had a kill list. So on that kill list, he had Anne, his ex-wife, his ex-wife's new boyfriend and Mary Kay Beckman. And he admitted that to attacking Mary Kay Beckman and leaving her for dead. So at that point, he's like, I don't know how she how she ended. Like, I just left her there. Like, if she survived or not, like, that's her business. 
For his words, and I quote is, I wanted her to pay for her attitude, whether it was death or incapacitation or whatever. So anybody that, that's listening, um, he was sentenced. Like I said, I'm not going to go too much into detail because these cases both collide with each other. So I want to do like a full lengthy case on that. So I'm just not going to go into it. But he was sentenced 28 to 70 years um, by former judge Abby Silver. So she decided that she was going to give him the max sentencing for what he did because she felt he could not be he's just a danger to society. He cannot walk these streets. That's he's wild. disgusting. That's wild. <laughs> Homeboy is wild. Right. But so it just goes to just show you how these people are fucking insane. Crazy. Like I don't I don't that's wow. He said the machete didn't work so he ended up just opting for something. Yeah, he went to go grab, uh, go to the butcher's knife and just continue stopping her. And the and the way, I mean, if you look at this Hulu episode, um, and I'm and I mean, I'm not Hulu sponsor me, but um, <laughs> <laughs> if you look at him because they actually go very like go go into the case, they you know you actually get to see the gentleman, you get to see the 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 victim, um, and her you know staying her side of the story. You see that the when they do the investigation on him and they're interrogating him, how he has no remorse. Like honestly, it's so scary when someone does something like this because mm-hmm. then you you think like, wow, like okay, um, you know, like do do they feel bad about it? But right. the fact that they just say it just so like nonchalant, like just like whatever, like yeah, I killed her. I don't know how she ended up like. She's just there. Yeah. But these are these are the people, you know, that, that you're put into that fishbowl with everyone else that right. they just mix in because you don't know. You hear all these like horror stories. Right. You do. That's crazy. But I, I, I kind of like I feel for the guy because like um in a way, like he might have felt like some certain type of way about that girl not talking to him. Also. Yeah, but it's, I mean, then that's, see, this, that stems into, like, a psychological yeah, thing. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think it's to the extent to have to stab the girl. Right, right. But, like, <laughs> like, bitch, you broke my heart. Right. Like, One of the investigators said that when she was speaking to him that she felt he thought he was the victim in this whole. Wow. Which is scary because it doesn't show, it doesn't show that he feels like there's a consequence for his actions. Like he did something wrong. Yeah. Like he feels like I put myself out there. I look for, I don't want to speak for him because he's a fucking right. monster. He's disgusting, yeah. you know, but like I put myself out there and these women rejected me. So that mm-hmm. just stems from something else. Yeah. Because That's like, uh, that gives me real narcissistic vibes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like you didn't love me. So because you didn't love me, I'm going to go and, and like stabbing, like how could you, the man, I can't even imagine doing that to somebody. I'm like, Right, that's a lot of energy. Right, <laughs> that's a lot of energy for somebody you met online. The ten, okay, the ten day one, like that is like I don't all right. even know your last name within ten days. Right. I'm still trying to figure like, out what your that one. Color. I'll be like, all right, you can. I could probably like poison you for a couple of days, gives you like paralyzed kind of thing. Oh, but, like the. <laughs> I'm not saying do that. I'm not saying to do that. 
Never have I ever did that. So don't come at me talking about it. she'll be a poison. Let me bro. tell you something. If one of Janae's dates have like excessive diarrhea, they're gonna be like, I remember you said that in the podcast. <laughs> don't think no, I would never do that. But I'm just saying, like, 10 days that doesn't even give you like anything to feel for a person. Like for me, like it takes more than 10 days to actually feel for a person. Right. But like for three years, I, I, I you know, I'm not saying I understand him, but well, we I didn't even, we didn't even get into the length of how long they were dating. It's yeah. just, it was three years from the breakup. From so the breakup. All right. There was a lot of time there to grieve, get over it. Like there's, yeah. a, there's a process for that. In three years, you people are already living the, another life with yeah, someone else right. in three years. So that's just scary because it makes you think like, he harbored those feelings for a very long time. For a very long time. That's crazy. He should have had a friend on the side. Was like, homeboy, here. Let me give you some <laughs> some the weekend music. <laughs> Lock this over the roof. Get that out, and then come out when you're ready to go and you're ready to freshen up again. Oh like, my goodness. He needed one of those friends. He needed one of those friends. Like, bro, just here, listen to this. He's just he's fucking good. disgusting, and he need. He's exactly where he needs to be. Not he should yet. not be out in these dating and these dating platforms. But match is like a very known, yeah, one. You know, I hear a lot. I mean, there are success stories. Let's let's not be yeah. Let's not be true. you know hard on it. I know some people that actually have found love on dating apps and have kids, and they're happily yeah. married. It's just the process before that gets you there. It's, yeah. it's a it's a gamble. It's a risk that you take. Which is which is crazy because I hear a lot like um, both Match and eHarmony actually have you do your background check mm. and stuff like that, and you actually have to pay for those websites for dating websites. But that's why I never use Match and eHarmony because I'd be like, oh, I don't want to pay to like go on a date with people. <laughs> And like, really, like, right, <laughs> I am cheap, so I ain't trying to pay for love. But I feel like with both Match and and trying to go on another dating website like eHarmony, I feel like they are better options. But after hearing this, I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know. But well, that's like that's any dating that's any dating platform that you go on. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't you don't know. That is true. That is true. You really have to make sure you're you're doing all your homework with these dating websites. Mm-hmm. Even if you think everything checks out, I'll still like I will not go on a date with a person until like I'm ready and I'm secure mm-hmm. in myself. You know. How long is your is your process from like when you're when you're speaking to someone to finally actually like okay now we're ready to meet up with, the, with each um, other? To be honest, I would say about a month and like two weeks of talking of talking. And then what do you do? Do you guys exchange social media, like like Instagram? Uh, well, for the for the first go, the first two, three weeks, I'm already like, hey, do you have a social media? Do you have like an Instagram or Facebook? I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, let me see your Instagram. Let's trade an Instagram. But as far as like really meeting up and talking to that person face to face, I will have to give myself like a month. Okay. At least of talking and see how you are. Because usually people, when they're on like their social media platform, they show their true self. Mm-hmm. Um, may not be in pictures, but now that we have um, Instagram stories, which people can display what they're doing that day or what they did last week or what they did that weekend. Right. And they display like people they're with. 
So not only are you showing your side and who you with, I can also see the people that you gather yourself with. Right. So now I can check out not only your page, but your people's page and how they are and, you know, how your friends are, because usually how you are is how your friends are. Right. Exactly. So that's why I always give myself like a month or so of like until I meet that person. And until I feel secure, Mm -hmm. you know, if I see uh, your friends are cool, you know, and you're probably cool, whatever. I'm like, all right, cool person. Right. But if I see like stuff are kind of sketchy and you got a lot of stuff going on, then I'm kind of like, I don't know. So, yeah. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I, (laughs) I don't know. Thank goodness. I never really had any crazy stories of my own. Yeah. I don't really have any like online dating apps anyway, so it, that doesn't really matter. And when I did, it was just briefly. And I, I think I only physically matched with like one person. And then, like you said, like we had like a lot of, and also too, a lot, like I was skeptical too, because I'm like, oh, I don't know if this person is real. Like this person is like way too good to be true. <laughs> and then, but you know what I noticed that on a lot of dating apps, they also have now people are tagging their Instagram pages on it. Yeah. So I think that's great because now, you you know, like you said, you can go on those pages and you can, you know, request them and see how they live their everyday life. Yeah. And you can decide like, okay, I think I, I can see myself with this person or going out on a date with this person yeah. because now you're actually, you're getting to see it, you know, who this person really is. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool that now I'm, I, you know, I see that. Again, I'm not on it, but <laughs> I, do, I, I have seen that before. I have past. heard stories. Huh? <laughs> I said, I have heard stories. I have heard stories. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm a very, very good girl. <laughs> but yeah, um, but I actually know somebody that had their own crazy story. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, yo, shit like this sounds like it belongs in like a fucking movie because- right. So apparently, someone that I used to work with, I believe it was like her sister, um, had went on a date with this guy. And they matched. They were good talking, you know, sending each other things back and forth. They decided, okay, we're going we're gonna to finally seal the deal. We're going to meet up with each other. They go out on a date. Date went well. It was great. Like, she was like, wow, he's such an amazing guy. Like, I could see myself going out on a second date. They agreed to go out on a second date. Okay. Okay? Okay. Now, this is where the lifetime shit comes into play. All right. Right. So, she's home alone. She's like, I feel like I'm getting this weird feeling in my house. Like, I feel like there's somebody here with me. You get where I'm I'm going? Okay. (laughs) Keep going. She calls her dad, lets her dad know, like, hey, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm getting this weird vibe in the house. And her dad's like, okay, he's on the line. He's calling the cops. The cops... She's in a nice neighborhood anyway, so they go send somebody to patrol out. And sure enough, the cop car drives by, and the freaking guy is c- coming out of her basement window. Oh, no. Um, they get him before he actually runs off. But the, when they went down to her basement, can I tell you what they had in her, what he had what in her basement? Okay. I've never seen Dexter, but somebody was like, this shit sounds like a fucking Dexter. Right. Tarp on the floor. And he had like knives laid out. So you're fucking lying. No, that's crazy. No, that's so crazy. Like, how you have time to do that shit? Right. So had she not called her father, he didn't. If he hadn't called the cops, and they would have waited a little bit longer, right. this dude would have had her fucking like 
tiny little pieces in her basement. Right. He would have killed her. Right. That's crazy. And I'm like, shit like this happens. Like, I'm like, no, this is right. exactly why I do not want to nah. deal with the online dating. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you, sis, but... <laughs> First of all, I'm terrified of shit like this, period. But I'm kind of glad that I live in the projects. Because <laughs> who about to fuck with a girl that live in the projects? First of all, <laughs> you got to get through those busy ass elevators <laughs> to get to me. <laughs> period, sis. It's a clip. <laughs> it's a clip. I'm going to see you when you come outside. <laughs> Did you say you gotta get through those pissy ass elevators? Like, who's Stop. doing all of that? You gotta be so real creep to get inside of my elevator and have the balls to press the number I'm on and ride the elevator all the way to the top. Wait, first you gotta fight the bums. Right. <laughs> Not there. even that. You gotta fight the men that be up in the front playing dice. <laughs> So that is why you know I'm I'm, I'm glad that <laughs> we live in life. Wait, but you're moving. So oh my god, you're you're moving out of the projects and into the burbs. So you gotta be careful. Yeah, I'm into the burbs now. But the burbs that I live in is like uh, family oriented. Like everybody has a little family around me. Uh huh. And then everybody in the house got a dog. I have a dog too at my dad's house. So I'm moving into a home that got a dog. Oh so I'm gosh. well protected. I would be dead if someone tries to come into my house because my dog will not defend <laughs> <laughs> He's all bark, no bite. Right. He will literally lick the shit out of you when you come in. Oh I'll be like, thanks a lot. Like, thanks a lot. <laughs> you just let the killer right into the house. We're not safe. Not at all. He's going to be like, hey, you want to play with me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take anything for a belly rub. <laughs> So do you have any like crazy horror stories? Like oh my dating? God. Okay. Um first moving out here from Texas. Um, I didn't know like who to talk to. I didn't have any friends. I basically went everywhere with my cousins and my family members. So the way I started dating was online dating because I'm a pretty shy person when it comes to face-to-face dating. So I was working at uh, Walgreens um, in the city. And there was this one guy I started talking to, a really nice guy. You know, everything went well. We was talking for about like three or four months here and there. And um, we went on like two dates together. And then I kind of found something was kind of off when he walked me to the train station to get home. And he was just like, hey... Um, he pecked me a kiss on the cheek and I was like, oh, that's so nice. Uh-huh. And then he like whispered in my ear. He was like, hey, you want to be my girlfriend? And I wait, was just he like, whispered in your yeah, ear? Yeah, he was like, you want to be my girlfriend? And I was just like, wait, we've just been dating for like a little while. Like, I But this was your first official date. Like, like my we- first official date. Like the first official like guy I dated in New York City when I first moved there. Right. So <laughs> I had to like tell him like, no, I denied him. And he was pretty sad. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt bad. But um, we just continued talking from then. And then um, I think it was the day before Valentine's Day. And he got so upset that I left the day before Valentine's Day. And I told him prior, like, hey, I'm going to go visit my dad. Valentine's Day, blah, blah, blah. Be right mm-hmm. back. And he was like, he was calling my phone, calling my phone, calling my phone. Left me voice messages 
crying on the voice messages, telling me, hey, I'm going to meet you at your job when you come back so we can go on another day. Hey, why would you leave me, my only girl? Like, you're the one I want. I wanted oh to marry my you. God. <sighs> craziness. Uh-huh. Freaking craziness. And when I went back to work that next week, I went back to work. He showed up at my job and spoke to the security guard at my job and told him he was meeting me. But I already had told the security guard if he comes in, like, tell him I'm not here. Oh. And, yeah, because he was, like, really crazy. And so the security, the security guard did that. Um, when we locked up and we closed, he was waiting for me outside of my job. No lie. Waiting for me outside my job of flowers. And he was like, oh, why don't you want to date me? I don't understand. What did I do? Like, crying and everything. That freaked me out. Wait, but did you actually give him a reason why you didn't want it? Like, or you just, you just kind of got ghosted him? No, I just told him like, hey, I think it's like really early to like really take things serious. Mm -hmm. Like I like where he's going. Like just keep it at this pace. I like where he's going. Right. But I guess he didn't want to hear that. Whoa. He did not want to hear that. He was just like in his feelings, like craziness. But when he was calling me over and over again, what got me was the voice message of him actually crying <laughs> on the phone. I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to lie. I was like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> it's so crazy. I wish I still had that voicemail. but We could have played it here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I told I told my dad. I was like, dad. So, yeah, he was like, Janae, I think you have to change your job. And, you know, I refuse to change my job. I was like, no. Like, I'm not changing my job. It's a really good job. He just has to go. Right. That must have been a real scary experience for you. Yeah, it was real scary. Um, from then on, I just always walked with my friends or um, the security guard to the train because I don't know what that guy had in mind. And mind you, he lived right across the street from my job. Wow. So he could come back and forth whenever he wanted to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, was, it was crazy. It was a crazy, it was the, the craziest experience I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. I will never forget him. I think um he still tries to follow me on Facebook here and there. I blocked him like a couple of times, but he keeps making like new Facebooks. What? To follow me. Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. and he's making new Facebook accounts? Yeah. And one time he was like, Hey, he like DM me. He was like, Hey, you still owe me that day. I still wanna go on a date with you. And I'm like, Why don't you you what what platform did you um like link up with him on like um tinder oh okay do you still have his information no oh because i was gonna say maybe you should report him no if he's still doing that now because maybe there's like other people that he's met up with and have had similar situations Mm -hmm. with as well no but i think like honestly i think it's just his culture too because his cultures are really his culture was really adamant about finding a wife and getting married and having kids and stuff like that. And he will always talk to me about stuff like that. But I'm like, no. Right. Yeah. Like at the time I was like, what, 22, 23? Like, so he needs to go. What was he? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, he's African descent. All right. So go mm-hmm. back to Africa. And um, they don't they like. Shay. What? They fucking arrange marriages over there. Like you want a wife so bad. Go Yay. over there, go back to Africa, and go get a wife. You'll get one in 2.5 seconds. He'll have one the next day. Yo, drinking wine and killing time 2.0. I'll tell you. 
I tell you, this is about to be a new podcast, bro. Oh my god! She said, "Go back to Africa and go get you." No, no offense to my Africans out there. I love me some African people, but yeah, this one was this one was um. He's the exception. Do you have any other things to me? I do. Um, I do. Um, so I stopped using Tinder. I started using Hinge. And this one guy, um, he actually lives not too far away from Jersey. And mm. we were talking. He was a really intelligent guy. He was really sweet, really nice. Or he had money. Money. It was all about that money. He was he's an entrepreneur. He had his own mm-hmm. business, everything. Um, college graduate. Really, really smart guy. So the only thing was his schedule was um different than my schedule. So when I was working during the day, he was working during the night. So we would speak a lot during the night. Okay. And uh, we was always on the phone, two hours, three hours on the phone. Girl, I'm never on the phone for two or three hours with no man. Unless it's like a really good conversation. Right. So. What the fuck do you talk about for two to three hours? I don't even think I've ever been know. in love like that where I've had two to three convers- <laughs> hours of conversation. Like, I'm like, why are you calling me? If someone calls my phone, I'm like, why? <laughs> Girl, it was crazy. We used to talk for like, because he would get out of work at like nine, he would get home like 10. So we would be on the phone for like 10 30 until like two in the morning. Wow. Just talking. Like it it was so great. And then uh fast forward into that, um, he then we had like a, a disagreement and he wanted to see me, but I was like, it's really far. Like where you lived at in Jersey was really far. I don't have a car. So I was like, I don't even know how to get there. So he arranged for us to meet one day. And I think I was busy that day. He got really upset. He was like, we're supposed to meet up. How are you busy? So yeah, we were supposed to meet up. And he like, we had this big argument about meeting up. And I honestly think it was because us um, just having this online dating and only speaking over the phone, it was really hard for us to really meet up in person. And we was always um, arguing over the phone and the miscommunication really happened frequently. And um, he went and he told me to shut up. <laughs> now, I think that's that's real disrespectful. Like, you don't you don't tell me to shut up. My own father don't even tell me to shut up. Oh. So <laughs> that triggered me. I was like, no, who you think you're talking to? Mm-hmm. So, you know, my Spanish eye got turned all the way to 1,000. <laughs> And I went crazy on him and I blocked him off of the dating website, off of my phone. I blocked him Mm -hmm. and I forgot I still had him on Instagram. And uh, two weeks later, it was his birthday and he hit me up and he was like, I want to see you for my birthday. And I was like, why are you texting me? Like, I thought I blocked you on everything. Right. He was like, no, I've been like following you on Instagram. He's like, I see you. You know, I apologize for the words that I use. I still want to see you. I was like, no, like you really disrespected me. Like the words that you chose is really disrespectful. Right. And, you know, from then on, I was like, stop contacting me. Stop calling me. Like, don't, don't even lose my Instagram, please. Mm-hmm. And then an hour later, he texts me on Instagram and he's like, I'm in front of your house. <gasps> Right. Wait, so he came to your home? He came to my home. The projects? Yes. <laughs> you see, there's no boundary. No boundary, <laughs> no nothing. Came to my home. I believe it was raining that day. And he's like, I'm in front of your building. Come down. Like, let's take a ride. 
I was like, what part of no don't you understand? Right. And he was like, no, I'm not taking that for an answer. Like, you promised to hang out with me for my birthday. And I'm like, yo, homeboy, it's crazy. Mm. So I was like, I don't even know what to do at that point. Like, do I come downstairs? Do I send somebody downstairs? It was late at night and it was raining. I was like, I'm, you know, you're doing too much. Right. And so um, I never answered him. Next day, he calls me. He's like, I'm in Brooklyn. Come and see me. And he's still hitting me up. And I'm but like, he just said that, like, like yeah, I didn't have this like, whole... Like, nothing even happened. I'm like, this, this man is crazy. So now, that was like a year ago. Now, fast forward to this year, he finds me again on Hinge. Are on you the serious? dating website, right. And he's like, hey. I'm like, yo, this man is out of his mind. Like, you don't remember what we just went through? Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't remember what we just, like, is, yo, bugging out. I don't know. Fuck? I don't know. These... Okay, if you don't mind me asking, what's... What's this guy? <laughs> Where's what? Where's he from? Oh, he's from uh, Jamaica, Queens. Okay, what's his originally? Uh, oh, Cuban and Haitian. Oh, okay, okay. His dad is Cuban. His mom is Haitian. I thought he was gonna say another African. And, uh, nah. nah. <laughs> I was trying to do the the Spanish side. I was like, oh, I never dated a Cuban mm. Haitian before, mm. but. That's an interesting combination. Okay. Yeah, and what's crazy, I should have listened to the red flags because one of our conversations that we did have, he was actually like, "Hey, like I really want a future with you. Um, I want you to live with me, and you know, just be with me. You know, my mom stays here; she cleans my house. You could do that. I I get you a job at my dad's restaurant. You love to cook. You work at a restaurant. He was like, no problem. Like." trying to wait what he had your whole like, future set yeah up? he had it all set up wait what do you tell these guys when you're when you're like yeah, conversation it's so crazy because <laughs> you don't even you don't even pop the locket you're not even sleeping with them. i don't even do nothing thing. <laughs> i don't i don't you know it's so funny because before all of this before this podcast stuff when before we started now i'm like going through all of my dating history and I screenshot all of my conversations after it ended mm -hmm. to just to see like how it was. Right. And honestly, I don't be giving no, no pussy, no head, no nothing. It was a great conversation. <laughs> and they be like, please marry me. <laughs> I need to take Oh my gosh. Yeah, just at my door, like at like, my job. One day with me, and I'm getting ghosted. Right. I'm getting ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> She's the one day with me. <laughs> you, be throwing, and, you throw yourself out there. No, too they, be like, lose my, they be telling me now, lose my number. Don't come <laughs> Black, black, black. Oh my God. And I'm like, what happened? <laughs> Happy. I thought we were going well. I thought we were getting married. Yeah. You know what? Tell the Africans to hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is so bad. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I cannot. This yeah, these guys are something serious. And I honestly I think it's like the New York guys, because I I can't wait to move to Texas. Oh yes, you're moving to Texas. It may be, I don't know. Let's see. You know what? We're gonna have a follow-up. 
yeah. after this podcast and yeah. you let us know how your how your dating experience is in Texas, okay? Okay. Right. okay. <laughs> well, you know what? We're gonna wrap that up. Thank you so much, Janae, for coming on. You're welcome. Two drinking wine and killing time. Two point oh. Hey, or you if you're a wretched bitch and you need some honey. Stop. Go ahead and pour that up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I promise you, the, it's not going to be like this all the time. <laughs> but guys, if you want, please send in your stories to me. I'm going to be reading them at the end of every episode. Any supernatural, paranormal, true crime stories in your neighborhood or anything that you want me to cover, you can send that to drinking wine and killing time, the number one at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up at on my Instagram at drinking wine and killing time. And I am your host, Shay, and I am out. Bye. <laughs>